Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Pinnell, for this Sunday, February 20th. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Thank you guys for your continued support. We are excited about tonight's show. We get to talk with our fellow union sister, Ms. Tanya Cryer. But before we bring Tanya on, I just want to remind everyone that the call-in number for tonight's show, if you have a question or a comment, is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914 803-4399. I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she has a little beauty news for us before we bring our guest on. Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for joining us tonight. Um, I'm going to give some quick beauty news. Um, I'm going to give the winners of the uh, 2022 Makeup Artists and Hairstyling Guild Awards that took place last night in Beverly Hills. And I think I'm just going to read off um, the category and the winners. I was going to try to read um, the nominees in each category, but it's it's um, it's a little long list. I want to go ahead and just give the winners so we can get to our guests because that's what we're really here for. So for the winners of the ninth annual Makeup Artist Hairstyling Awards, we have Feature Length Motion Picture Best Contemporary Makeup. The winner is Coming to America, that's Merce Arsenault, Vera Stenberg, Trent Simmons, and Caroline Mondi. Feature length motion picture, best period and or character makeup. The winner goes to Cruella, that's Nadia Stacy, Naomi Don, and Guy Common. Feature length motion picture, best special makeup effect. Uh, the winner is Coming to America, Mike Marino, Michael Fontaine, Yochi Sakamoto, and Diana Choi. Feature-length motion picture, best contemporary hairstyling. The winner coming to America, Stacey Morris, Carla Farmer, Louisa Anthony, Victor Paz. Feature-length motion picture, best period hairstyling and a character hairstyling. The winner is Being the Ricardos, uh, Teresa Hill, Yvonne Kupka, Lindy Dunn, and Kim Santatonio. Uh, television series, limited miniseries, or new media series, best contemporary makeup. The winner goes to American Horror Story, Tyson Fontaine, Melissa Buell, uh, Ron Pipes, and Gage Munster. Television series, limited miniseries, or new media series, best period and or character makeup. The winner goes to Pose, um, Sherry Berman Lawrence, Nikki Patterson Elam, Charles Zambrano, and Jai Williams. Television series, limited miniseries, or new media series, best special makeup effects. The winner goes to Star Trek Discovery, uh, Glenn Hetrick, 
Rocky Faulkner, Nicola Bendry, and Chris Burgoyne. Television series, limited miniseries, and new media series, Best Contemporary Hairstyling. The winner is Emily in Paris. That's Odile uh, Forquin, Mike Desir, uh, Carol Nicholas, and Frederick Souquet. Television series, limited miniseries, or new media series, Best Period and or Character Hairstyling. The winner is Genius Aretha, Louisa Anthony, Tracy Moss, Victor Paz. Uh, television special, one hour or more, live program series or movie for television, best contemporary makeup. The winner is Saturday Night Live, Zoe, uh, Louis Zakarian, Amy Tagliamonte, Jason Milani, and Rachel Pagnali. Television special, one hour or more, live program series or movie for television, best period and a character makeup. The winner again, Saturday Night Live, uh, Louis Zakarian, Amy Tagliamonte. Jason Milani and Joanna Pisani. Television special, one hour or more, live program series or movie for television. Best special makeup effect, again, uh, goes to Saturday Night Live. Uh, Louis Zakarian, Jason Milani, Tom Denier, and Lisa Forrest. Television special, one hour or more, live program series or movie for television. Best contemporary hairstyling. The winner goes to Dancing with the Stars, um, Jamie Clinbard, Gail Ryan, Cheryl Eckert, and Regina Rodriguez. Television special, one hour or more, live program series or movie for television, best period and or character hairstyling. The winner is Legendary, uh, Geraldine Stevens, Kimmy Messina, Kathleen Leonard, and Dean Banowitz. Daytime television, best makeup. The winner is The Kelly Clarkson Show. Ashanti uh, Lagrana, Valente Frazier, uh, Gloria Elias. Daytime television, best hairstyling. The winner is the Kelly Clarkson Show. Uh, Roberto Ramos and Tyra Copeland. Children and teen television programming, best makeup. The winner is Danger Force. Michael Johnston, Brad Look, Kevin Westmore, and Tyson Fontaine. Children and teen television programming, best hairstyling. The winner is Danger Force. Uh, Joe Mackey. Roma Goddard, and Junia Cruz. Commercials and music videos, best makeup. The winner is American Horror Story, double feature. Um, Kira, Carrie Herta, Christina Cordum, and Alex Perone. Commercials and music videos, best hairstyling. The winner, Pose, Joe Mackey, and Jenny Scott. Theatrical productions, live stage, best makeup. Winner, Cinderella. Uh, excuse me, Cinderella, uh, Raquel Bianchi, Brandy Strona, and Danielle Richter. Theatrical Productions Live Stage Best Hairstyling. The winner, again, Cinderella, uh, Raquel Bianchini, Danielle Richter, and Mary Lou Hernandez. And that's it. Those are our winners. And the awards were uh, sponsored by, um, oh, gosh, a bunch of folks. So let me give you some of them. Um, the awards were sponsored by Beauty Blender, um, IAC International, um, NBC Universal, uh, Premier Products, RCMA Makeup, Scandinavia, Skin Illustrator, VH1, UTA, The Walt Disney Company, um, Hask Beauty, KBD Beauty, Moonplay Cosmetics, um, Ready, Set, Go, um, IAC Local 798, Netflix, um, Cinema Secrets, FX, HBO Max, and there are tons more, but those are just a few.
All right. Congratulations to all the winners. Um, a lot of them we know, but nonetheless, congratulations to them all. Um, that's exciting. Um, sounds like I heard you say Victor Paz, I think he was a winner twice maybe last night on two different hair teams. Uh, no, I think that we, I think it was just for genius, genius of Risa. Oh, okay, okay, all right. And there's a whole bunch of people worked on Genius um, Aretha. Um, that was a great show to work on, and our guest tonight worked on it as well. Again, we are talking to um, film and television hairstylist and educator Miss Tanya Cryer, aka Miss Tanya on set. We're going to bring her on. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much. Hey. I'm so excited to be hey. here. <laughs> for having me. Yeah, I was listening to um, I was listening to the um, the award uh, winners, and you did mention Victor twice. He, he was on Coming to America and uh, Genius, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Yes, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Victor. I love everybody. It, it's great. Yeah, Victor's so, yeah. so happy that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It feels so I, good to be really... recognized for our greatness. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that mm-hmm. um, I just want that particular award show to just grow, 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 and maybe one day it'll make it to TV. Um, but nonetheless, yeah. just happy just happy that, um, you, like you said, that we can get, all get recognized. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we work hard, so... You know, That's the right. creative environment, we, we should, it's great to be recognized, you know, for all the hard work that we put in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, before I start <laughs> acting like we don't have an audience, because I was going to say, girl, what you been up to? But <laughs> um, <laughs> what I want you to do is <laughs> I want you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell them a little bit about what inspired you to become a hairstylist. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Good evening. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday. Uh, my name is Tanya Cryer. I am a hairstylist. I have been a hairstylist for over 30 years, and uh, I work in film and TV with these young ladies. Uh, I actually met them in Atlanta about six years ago, and so excited to be here with you guys today. And so a lot of the names that they mentioned um, I'm familiar with because I'm currently in California. That's I'm a native of California. And so uh, my career began in California, in Los Angeles. And so um, a lot of the people that she mentioned, I am familiar with because we worked together in Atlanta and in L.A. So congratulations again to everyone. So um, my reason for becoming a hairstylist is I just really enjoy doing hair. You know, it's, it's art, and I've done it ever since I was a little girl. I enjoy it. You know, and I'm just so happy and blessed that I was able to make a career out of doing something that I love. I mean, it's such a blessing, you know, and uh, I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I love making people pretty and feel good and be happy, you know, because when you look good, you feel good. So, you know, that's right. That's that's my whole thing. I, I love to do that. And so, you know, from going to beauty school, you know, fresh out of high school, and, you know, uh, not really finding my niche until probably in my 30s, you know, I started a business, I've had several salons, and 
you know, from having the salons, I ended up getting a client who suggested you should work in film and TV, although I always thought about it, but, you know, I always thought, oh, I can make the hair look good, you know, like back in the day when <laughs> there were shows and there was the representation, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, why are they making them look like that? They can look even better than that. I mean, you know, like, is there no one that can do it properly? You know, so as the years went on, of course, it got better because, you know, more resources and everything, and, and so um, I was, I just, I wanted to be a part of it, and, and uh, I just always, you know, I've always done hair shows and all, all types of different little productions and stuff, you know, so I guess it was kind of inevitable that I would want to work in film and TV, you know, I didn't even really realize that it was actually a career when I was in beauty school, you know, uh, it just, right. I, I didn't even know because it, was, it wasn't talked about then. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, um, like, you know, we're from, we're from the East Coast, we're from Maryland, and, you know, mm-hmm. you don't see, you know, it's totally different. Like, you're, you live in Los Angeles, you know, Hollywood mm-hmm. is right there, you know, and I think right. sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like um, hairstylists and makeup artists who live in the L.A. area, I feel like they can easily get bit by the bug because they they see it. They're right in the middle of it, you know, as far as wanting to do film and TV. You know, um, they're right mm-hmm, in the middle mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. somebody that lives or from somewhere totally different that's not exposed mm-hmm, to Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm, I want to be a hairstylist or work in a salon, or you might come up with something else. You know, film and TV may be mm-hmm. so far-fetched for some people because they're not, like, in the middle of it and they right. don't come from a place where they're exposed to it. Um, right. So, you know, so listening to you say, you know, you really didn't even know that that was an option. Right. Um, yeah, like, at what point did you realize it was an option? I mean, I know somebody said you should be doing this, but did you still think it was an option at that point? Well, you know, uh, once they said it to me, this person was actually working in the business, you know, and so she was gotcha. behind the scenes and she knew, you know, what was needed and what was necessary, but it's like she couldn't really tell me how to do it or where to go because that wasn't her lane, you know, so mm-hmm. I had to figure it out on my own, you know, because it's kind of, you know how it is, it's like a hush-hush type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so no, it, it's like a secret society, <laughs> really, you yeah. know, and so no one tells you how to get in, you just have to figure it out, and so... Uh, fortunately for me, you know, once I did find out about it, I did my search and I started my research and I started, you know, looking for the people that worked behind the scenes and looking at names at the end of the credits and stuff and, and you know, ended up running into, uh, well, not running into, but someone knew my mentor and said, hey, they, she was into helping people, you know, training people mm-hmm. that wanted to work in the industry. And so, you know, they know that that's what I wanted to do, and they, some kind of way, it was, you know, fate, and got her number, and I called her, and we've just been together ever since, you know, but it's like me working with her took, you know, I had to do some things, you know, in the beginning that I didn't necessarily want to do, you know what I mean, but it was a part of the learning process, and in the beginning, I was, like, super shy, (laughs) super shy, Uh you know, and so there was different things that she had me doing to, like, put me out there as far as, like, teaching and stuff, you know, it's like, I, mm-hmm. I like to teach, but it's different when you're teaching, 
you know, people that are like your peers. You know, teaching students mm-hmm. is one thing, right. but teaching your peers is a whole other thing. So it's like, okay, these people already know stuff. What can I teach them? How, you know what I mean? But, right. you know, fortunately, <laughs> they were willing and ready to learn. And so I did have something to teach them. You know what I mean? And, and it, was, oh, it nice. was really good. So from once building, you know, integrity with her and doing other things, you know, smaller shows, things that were kind of in the industry, but not as big as the industry, then it's like once I got the opportunity to do something, she pulled me in. I was like, hey, well, I'm going to refer you for this, you know. And, and so mm-hmm. they kept going on for a couple of years. She would refer me for things, and sometimes I'd be available, and then I really didn't understand how it worked, you know. And she's like, you keep missing the opportunity. I'm trying to get you in. And so I'm like, okay, you know, um, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> she always says, she would tell the story. <laughs> I'm trying to get you in, and you're telling me you're going on vacation. Girl, do you understand what's going on right now? <laughs> you know, so finally <laughs> one year um, – I didn't go on vacation. She was like, you need to not go this time. And so I said, okay. So I didn't go and ended up working on a project. And that project was 30 days. It slipped. And it, and I was in the union just like that. You know, but oh, it, wow. it was a process of about eight years. It, it took about eight years, though. You know, that didn't happen mm-hmm. overnight. It, 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 because at first right. I was getting little jobs where it's like three, four days here, you know, maybe 24 days there, and still not the whole full 30. You know, so yeah. that went on for a while. <laughs> you know, can so you, um, can, you talk, can you talk, Tanya, to people who who are um, trying to get into the union? Because I can't remember how long it took. It took me um, probably probably about a good five years or so. But yeah. can you just talk about mm-hmm. the process? Mm-hmm. I, I just feel mm-hmm. like the process. You know, for people who should not rush and want to just get in right away. Right. I just feel like right. you grow and you learn right. in the process of trying mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to people and tell yes. them a little bit yes. about that? Yeah, well, you know, part of it is, is patience, you know, because, you know, in our industry, mm-hmm. we got to have a lot of patience. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're mm-hmm. right there and then it's like and you take two steps back and you have to start over again. You know, and we do that a lot of time in our industry from – take one to take 50 on one scene, you know, it's like you mm-hmm. have to have patience. If you don't, you're not going to like, it's not going to, it's not going to be the job for you. So, you know, um, taking time to get in, you know, the right, having the right qualifying days, you know what I mean? Like, okay, they say 60, 60, 60, you know, that's 60 days for three years. So if you're constantly working for 60 days or three years, you really should be in because that means you're in the network. <laughs> you got a good connection with some people, you know, even if it's like non-union stuff. Cause I know that some, some companies, that's all they do is like non-union stuff. They don't want to get to the 30. It may just stop at 25 or 26 or something like that, you know, and a lot of people right. are working uh, plentifully in that way. You know, they like it. Like, I remember uh, people telling me, well, I don't necessarily need to be union because I'm constantly working all the time, and they're just going to take your money anyway. That was back in the day when they really didn't they really didn't know, and a lot of people probably still feel like that. You know what I mean? But from my experience, the, the being in the union is, is a, a blessing much more than not, you know, because so many other advantages uh, came along with that, you know. But I right. feel like it, it was a matter of – my integrity being built up, you know, because that's a big thing, you know, and, and uh, nowadays, you know, it, it's, 
a lot of people are getting in a lot faster because they don't have to go through that and because the need is so much more now, you know, with all the streaming networks and stuff. I mean, it's just like so much yeah. work available, you know. It's crazy and so now. People, it, yeah, yeah. Somebody had told me uh, a couple of weeks ago, they're like, oh, you know, it's like the wild, wild west out there. And I'm like, wow. You know, I remember a time when, it's like you're trying to kick the door down, but you couldn't because it's, it's so many, <laughs> so many locks on it. Like, nope, you can't get nope, nope, nope. Like, as soon as you get right there, it's like, nope, that's not enough. You know, that's that's how it was. And mm-hmm. so I felt like it was just that was a part of the buildup, you know, so that when you mm-hmm. do get in, you really appreciate it and you respect, Absolutely. you know, the chain of command, and, you know, you respect where you are, you know what I mean? Because it, it is still, it is a secret society. Everybody can't be a star. Yeah. Everybody can't work with a star. I mean, you know, there's so, it, it's such a high level of security, you know. It's like they have everything, including our firstborn, you know what I mean? So if we ever, <laughs> anything could happen, they know where to find us. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? They know where to find us. So, you know, um, but integrity, integrity, you know, and, 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 and uh, that's, a, that's one of the biggest things, you know, building that with her and then also, you know, showing her I can manage my time properly, you know, being mm-hmm. on time and, and, and you know, uh, my attitude is, you know, not making all about the money, you know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do this because it, it ain't enough money for me. It's like, well, if you love to do it, you don't really care about the money. You love to do it. You're going to do it regardless, you know what I mean? Of course, you want to get paid for what we do, but, you know, if you can do some things that sometimes you have to in order to get there also, you know, so. Right. Um, I just, um, did I answer that question? You did. You did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you know, put so many things on it, you know, put so many things on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you've been in the business for over 30 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you've noticed just in the hair side of the industry and then just also in film and television. Okay. Well, definitely in the hair side of it, you know, it's changed so much because we're able to do so much more now than we were able to do back then. You know, like it's like, you know, say back then, like say, okay, my my union qualification date was January 2005. So, you know, but prior to that, I was still working on other shows and stuff that they just weren't union. You know, it's a lot of other work mm-hmm. out there. So, you know, mm-hmm. um in 2005, you know, hair was, was, you know, you needed to know how to do short hair. You needed to know how to do basic styles and, of course, some period stuff, you know. And then, you know, like uh, the special effects stuff, you know, that was like a whole nother level. Like, to me, that still is a whole nother level, you know. <laughs> I, I don't think I really experienced that until I started working in more film when I actually came to Atlanta. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I, when I was in L.A., I did, like, a lot of network stuff because it's, like, a whole lot of network stuff. You know, it's, like, so many different genres of us, right? Like, some yeah. of us work in film. Some of us work in TV. Some of us work in daytime TV. Some of us, some of us work mm-hmm. in reality shows. You know what I mean? Some of us work strictly, like, special effects. Like, it's just so many different arenas to it. 
you know, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and like I, as I've over the years, like I've, I've learned what's good for me and what's not good for me. You know, like I'm not a horror girl. I, I'm not really horror. Yeah. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to go to sleep with it at night. That's not my lane. Right. You know, um, dramas. Dramas are sometimes they're good, but I know, you know, I, I feel like I'm more of a happy, I like to be in a happier environment, like with children, kids, young adults, you uh-huh. know, where it's, it's lighter. It's lighter. You right. know, it, it's lighter. Like the storyline is lighter. It's not so heavy, <laughs> you know, because I've and worked on shows where it, it, it Mhm. Mhm. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off, but I'm glad that you're saying that because people have to recognize, like, if you're really true to the work, you get mm-hmm. really caught mm-hmm. up in those stories. So mm-hmm. I hear mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. Like, you want the light stuff. You, when it comes to the storylines, you don't want, mm-hmm. you know, heavy drama or a lot of horror and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, you mm-hmm. really do get mm-hmm. caught up in those stories. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You can, and then it's like you know those shows where they film it all night. You know that that's now now I'm becoming a vampire. <laughs> I don't want to be a vampire. <laughs> you know I want to be with the rest right. of the people. I want to. I mean, you know, and it, it 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 turns you into that because you don't have a choice. It's part of the right. environment. You, you know what I mean? So just even knowing that, you know, like in the beginning, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know about all the different jobs. I just wanted to work. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Like, okay, yeah, you know, a lot of times when you're starting out, you don't get a script. You just ask to come to work. You don't know what it is. You're just yeah. working. You know, right. they don't tell you, oh, you know, especially like we have those big cattle calls and it's a whole bunch of people and you don't know if it's, you, you don't know if it's outside, <laughs> you know, like you, you might need to have a long coat on because you're not getting off till like five in the morning. You know, you're going in at 5 p.m., you're like, 5 p.m., we getting off at 12? I'm like, no, you're not getting off at 12. <laughs> you know, so you have to be prepared for stuff like that. You know, um, it's just so many things like asking the right questions. You know, like I used to didn't ask questions. I just want to take the job because I didn't think, I'm like, if I'm asking too much, then maybe they're going to feel like, girl, just come to work. Just be glad you're getting the call. You know, just be glad you're getting the call and just show up. You know, but now mm-hmm. it's like, now that I know, it's like, okay, well, what is this job for? You know, the rate is one thing. You know, usually the rate is pretty good, <laughs> you know. But it was at one yeah. point where the rate was not so good. <laughs> you know, it, the rate had even got down to $16 an hour. Now, for some, somebody starting out, that's probably good. And, and you probably should do that starting out because, again, that's how you get your experience and you start building integrity, you know. You mm-hmm. got to get the experience, right. <laughs> you know, just go straight to the, the doctor's, the doctor's uh, rate, you know, it's like we, we're getting doctor's <laughs> rate. <laughs> I mean, you know, almost getting paid but, the rate of a know, doctor, I mean, you know. That's, that's funny that you say that because, you know, mm-hmm. people who are just starting out in the industry, you know, somehow we glorify the industry for them and they, and they, you know, they get into the union and they start working on these movies and television shows and, and, and if you pay them anything less than what they've heard that we made, you know, they're mm-hmm, looking at you like mm-hmm. you're crazy. Like, like right. but what were you making yesterday before you started in the industry? Right, right. You know like what I mean? You got to so crawl before like, you walk. <laughs> you got to crawl before you, you know, walk. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but see that, but like you said, they're talking to other people who are in here, and so they're telling well, you need to negotiate your rate, and you need to do this, you need to yep. do that. And I'm like, it took me a minute to get to doing that. You know, a person that's mm-hmm. negotiating their rate, okay, maybe they're being put in by a celebrity. You know what I mean? So they right. can probably do that. <laughs> you know, but maybe if you're just coming in and, and, I mean, right, exactly. I mean, so they can negotiate their rate. <laughs> you know, they're running the show. So, I mean, right. you know, and, and, and but it's just like, I was talking to somebody about this too. It's like just the, the level of respect and, and just, whew, it was something that she has said to me about, you know, the people coming in now, like somebody had mentioned that um, it was the wild, wild west, <laughs> right? He was like, oh my God, it's the wild, wild west because people come to work in flip-flops. And, you know, I remember like, you know, just even looking back at, at um old movies and you see the hairstylists or the makeup artists, they were men, right? And they used to wear suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They used to wear suits. Absolutely. And even today, yeah. you'll see a producer with a blazer on. He got a suit jacket on, you know, a blazer, producer, AD, some one of them, they'll, you know what I mean? But it's like over time, the wardrobe has totally changed. You know, like I'm on certain projects and I'll see, you know, um, some other people who have flip-flops on and they're, it's okay for them to have the flip-flops on, but then it's like, it's a natural for them to wear the flip-flops, but for us to wear the flip-flops, oh, that's just so like ghetto. We don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, it, it, you're not at the beach. If you're at the beach, okay, that's one thing because we do work at the beach, but still though, you know, we know as professionals, you're supposed to wear closed toed shoes. Rubber soles, right. you know, so you can be careful. You trip, don't want to trip over cords. You know, it could be a liability. You know, but yeah. right, a lot of people coming in, they don't know that, so they will. I seen her with flip flops on. So I'm wear flip flops. Well, you don't know she could just change her shoes. You don't know she could be department head. She on right. lunch right now. I mean, right. You know, right. But but then again, it's like if if they're not being told, you know, then how else are they supposed to know? You know, so. That's one reason why, you know, I started to do the classes and stuff because I want to inform people, you know. Right. It's like if you're in here and you got in because you were put off the specialty list, there was no class. Right. No, nobody trained you to get in when they used to have the classes where they would train people, but they stopped that a long time ago. So now if you get right. in, you got in because you just got a few days, you know. Maybe you just came out of the salon and just happened to get a call and they needed right. a person on set and you got in. But you have no experience other than that, you know, that one show yeah. got you in. So it's like now you're going somewhere else. So now what else do you do? How do you how do you become an asset? How do you help this other production over here? These other people who don't even know you, you know, when somebody hires you that knows you, they know you so you can get away with a whole bunch of stuff. Now, somebody hires you, you they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was saying, you said something that made me think of two things. One, I was sitting here mm-hmm. thinking, because when we were talking about the flip-flops and all that, I was thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, you've got, like, makeup artists who are coming from um, working at the, you know, the makeup counters. You've got hairstylists yeah. who are coming from working in the salons, and they're used to, they're mm-hmm. used to wearing, you know, mm-hmm. what they're used to wearing. But it, it's, mm-hmm. it's sad because when people get into the film and television industry, it's, it's really like they have no idea what, they're, what mm-hmm. they're getting into. And it's like 
people mm-hmm. nowadays don't even take the time to really learn about the industry that they're trying to be in. You know, I mean, right. if, you know, if you're talking to people about rates and all this stuff, then you should also be talking to people about what it's actually like to be on set. And they should be telling mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. how to come to work, how to dress, you know, mm-hmm. what to bring mm-hmm. to work, mm-hmm. you know, what to have in your mm-hmm. setbacks, all those kinds of things. You know, but people, right. like I said, we glorify it so much that we don't really give people the truth because, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's nothing, mm-hmm. it's nothing um, glamorous about this industry, but we don't, give the people, right. we don't give people the truth. And then so mm-hmm. on the other side of that, just talking about the salon industry, I'm just wondering how hard is it um, for hairstylists in the film and TV industry to kind of, to, to really pull away from the salon, especially when you first get in, you just, you know, you want to yeah. do pretty hair and you want people to yeah. know you can do some hair. So how hard right, is it right. to like make sure you don't, you're not, you're not creating salon styles, but actually creating the style for the character. Right. Right. Well, you know what, that, that was even in the beginning for myself, that was, that was a little bit challenging for me too, because again, yeah. no one told me, until I had a job and my, my boss said, this is not the salon. <laughs> you leave that over there and you do what's necessary over here. Do what we say you do over here. You know, this is not the salon. You have to keep it separate. He used to tell me that all the time. And I'm like, well, what is he talking about? <laughs> you know, but being the longer I was in there, then I realized, yeah, it's not about the hair being shiny and perfect like we just got out the chair. You don't want that unless that's what it is calling for. Now, you know, a lot of our sisters, they want their hair to look like that, and the show that they're doing may want their hair to look like that. Not all the shows, but a lot of the shows do. Of course, if it's reality, yes, they want them to look like they just stepped out the salon. Now, if it's a drama, maybe if she's the president's wife, yeah, okay, she gets her hair done. But still, it's not going to look like they just took the curling irons off. You know, it's going to have some movement. You know, it's going to look natural. It's going to have a flow. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, like, stiff. And not saying that all salon hair looks stiff, but you can tell when somebody just comes out of the salon. You know, and so that's not a natural thing also because the hair is not going to continue to look like that. So, you know, even knowing that, it's like, okay, so she starts out with – Hair, with hair that's looking like she got out the salon. Uh, ten hours later, when they decide to do her close-up, it's not going to look like that. <laughs> so you may as well start with how it's going to end, how you want to look when when they do get her close-up, you know, so that that's where all that continuity comes in and just even thinking before I even do it. You, you know what I mean? I think about that a lot. So, um, yeah, it, I had to learn a lot over the years when, when it comes to hair, you know, and just understanding that it's not about being the best hairstylist, you know, because you could be a best hairstylist, but you could have a crazy attitude, personality, right. you know what I mean? Just because you're good, that doesn't mean that you can stay here, you know, because it's not really about that. Like you said, it's about creating a character. And sometimes the hair, the character is not supposed to have pretty hair. It's supposed to look right. natural. Not saying natural hair is not pretty, because natural hair is pretty too. You know, right? Like especially now, you know, we have so much natural hair on TV. You know, and and it's beautiful. You know, which back in the day, or you know, 
back then it wasn't like that. Everything was weaved and straight and permed, you know. But now we have a lot more natural hair. So now we need people to know how to do natural hair. Okay, and they don't want to wear wigs. They want to actually wear natural hair, you know. So, and that can be a little bit challenging, you know, because you got to want to make the hair look natural, not like they just came out of the salon, you know. So, I think that like, you know, places like Atlanta is a right a right to work state. California is not. So, in Atlanta, it's a little more, you know, it's like more of a free fall. People are coming in mm-hmm. from all over. You know, and they're just getting in there and they're just doing hair. But also a lot of productions are going to Atlanta, the black productions, because they know there's a lot of black hair people out there. And they Mm -hmm. know that they're going to be able to find somebody to do the hair for sure. Now, whether they have set etiquette, (laughs) you know, they don't take that in consideration at all, you know. And so this is how a lot of people are getting in because, you know, or at least maybe not getting in, but at least getting the experience. Because I haven't been there in a couple of years, so I'm not exactly sure how it is now in you know, regards to everybody getting in. But I know that when I left, a lot of people that weren't in are in now. So, gotcha. um, and like I said, what I was told, you know, a lot of people are still, they're working. So as far as them allowing them to be in, I don't know, because it, it just take it just takes down, it has taken down the value of it, you, you know what I mean, which I'm yeah. sure they're not trying to do that. They don't want to do that. But then when you see the people that they are allowing in, and not necessarily the people, but just the level of I, I know what you're saying. professionalism. <laughs> I mean, you know, the level yeah. of professionalism. Mm-hmm. It was, it's and just, that's, it's the, just, that's, the, that's the downside of of Georgia being a right to work state. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that if this was a right to work state and you did your days and you got in that you would be the most professional person, but I feel like mm-hmm. those people, for instance, in Maryland when I got in, I was in Maryland and Maryland mm-hmm. is a right to work mm-hmm. state. So I mm-hmm. did the work mm-hmm. on non-union projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a union. Mm-hmm. Maryland's a union state. But I did the work mm-hmm. on okay. non-union projects to get in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like when you work in a union state and you, you just can't work on everything, so you work out your kinks on the non-union mm-hmm. stuff. And that's mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. learn what to do, what not to do, so that way when you get enough days and you get in the union and you are allowed mm-hmm. to work on union shows, you know, you know what set etiquette is. You know, you know how to carry right. yourself. You know, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like that's that's just my opinion. I feel like that mm-hmm. is one of the mm-hmm. reasons why that's you true. see a lot of the stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and, mm-hmm. a, and another thing too is there's so many productions coming here. So many mm-hmm. big productions, mm-hmm. small small productions. You know, union productions, mm-hmm. non-union productions, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. such a need. For, mm-hmm. for talent, you know, there's such a need for mm-hmm. hair and makeup mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to work. And mm-hmm. the thing is, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, every time you turn around, when you try to hire somebody to even come work on your own show, people are booked. You know, people are booked and busy. Yeah, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. who, who do you, mm-hmm. you know, who do you hire? And then there's like mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. list of, of, of non-union people who are trying to get in and who are, who are doing right. their days here and there. 
And sometimes right. those are the only people you have, you know, you have to um, to call. And it's and sometimes mm-hmm. you you know you get these people from from union people who know of them, and so you feel like okay, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Th- you know, they should they should be okay to work because so and so refers right. you know refer them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. you know sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. And and right. it's it's crazy because there's so much going on that people don't have time to train. That's right. That's and right. That's, that's, and that's right. And that's why what you do is so necessary. Because mm-hmm, people need mm-hmm. that info beforehand. Beforehand, that's right. You know, that's they right. need that information mm-hmm. beforehand. Mhm. And this is um this is what this is what I wanted to say. There was so uh, I was talking to a young lady about this, and she was saying that uh, we need to uh, what is this? Let me see. Polish the oh polish the unrefined behavior in the workplace. <laughs> Polish the unrefined mm-hmm. behavior in the workplace because that's what it is, you know. And like you said, all these people are getting in because even in, in Los Angeles, you know, we have our specialty list, and anyone can get on that list if they're referred by hairstylists in the industry. You can get on that list, like like you said, and you mm-hmm. can be pulled off of that list, but you have no experience, none at all, you know. And so there's nothing set up in place, you know, through the union that will train you in that way. Like you said, people don't have time to mm-hmm. get you on set. So basically you go in blind, you know, like, okay, you know, like I've hired people, you know, to work with me and they were union and then they came and didn't know what to do because they came from theme park. Had right. never even worked on a union show. Had no type of, uh, you know, blueprint, anything, nothing of what to do. You know, they just showed up. And so I was just like, wow. You know, and this was just a couple of years ago. So now, you know, I, I hear a lot of people approaching me about uh, the diversity inclusion. You know, they're asking about, well, mm-hmm. what can we do? How can we make this better? How can we get more people? How can we get, you know, there people are coming, getting in, new people are getting in all the time, you know. But, mm-hmm. again, there's nothing set up right now to train them. So this is what I've been working on, you know, and a lot of my peers, they go out and they do classes and stuff, you know, but it's like a one-time thing or maybe for a couple of weeks or something like that. There's nothing ongoing, you know, which is why right. what I created, I want it to be ongoing, you know, and not just for those who are getting in, but those who are already in who want to have, have a, have a, you know, get brushed up, you know, on some skills, you know, I'd be doing some hands-on mm-hmm. stuff. You know, some period hairstyling, some contemporary stuff, and not just me, but bringing in other hairstylists too. You know, to teach different right. levels of different things, all different types of crafts. So, you know, that's what I'm working on right now, and um, I, I feel like that's is that's what's needed. You know, all the way across you, the board, California and Atlanta and other places too. Yeah, and you offer mm-hmm. coaching as well. Yes, yes. And see, this, this course, I actually I started it in uh, 2018 when I was in Atlanta. I started it because mm-hmm. this, was, this is what I wanted to create. I wanted to create this for people who are getting in, who need to know what to do because there is nobody to tell you, and, and we don't have time to teach you when you're actually there. So you have to get out on your own and do your own research and find out how. You know, you might get lucky enough to get somebody there that will teach you and walk you through but we don't have anything set up like that, like, say, apprentice program, you know, mm-hmm. on-the-job training, you know. We can have things like that. And in other places, they have things like that set up, especially now with them, with the whole, 
all of the streaming services have are 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 out now, and so it's so much content being created, <laughs> so much content being created, you know, and so they're teaching people in I want to say in um, what is that uh, New England? Is it New England? Somewhere in the UK, I read up. I forget what it's called, but they're training people, bringing them out of the salon and the barbershop, and training them for free. They're training them, and then they're giving them job positions on set. Hmm. And, and so when I saw that, I read about that, and so the more research I do and I find out about more of these diversity, diversity inclusion educational programs, I was just thinking, why, we haven't, why haven't we done that yet? And we are the leaders in the film industry, you know, Hollywood. Right. So yeah. this is over in the, in the U.K., they're teaching their people how to do this. So they have a whole program set up, and it's it's really, really nice. And I would love for our unions to do something like this, <laughs> you know. They they would yeah. have to do it, you know. And I actually was approached by 706 last year about doing some classes, and recently I reached out to them, I want to say within the last month, and they're ready to go for it again once all the – the award stuff, and we got some election stuff happening. And once all that stuff is over, I think actually next week we're going to be talking about it. So, um, along with that, you know, getting ready to do the show in New York, you know, which is uh, that show is going oh, to be. Oh yeah. Um, it's, plug it, plug it, yeah, plug that's it. The, yeah, that's the IBS show in New York, the International Beauty Show in New York. It's going to be at the Jacob Javits Center um, in Manhattan, March 13th mm-hmm. through 15th. And so I have a booth there on the floor. It's booth 1968, and I'm gonna have mm-hmm. books for sale, um, and gonna be ha- gonna have some some wigs and stuff on display. And then I actually have two classrooms that I'm gonna be teaching uh, the Mastermind Film Hairstylist training. Just a little brief introduction to it. Just a little introduction to the class to get people in- encouraged and excited about sign up for the online course because this is all going to be online. And um, eventually I probably will make some in-person, you know, visits to some schools and things like that. That's my goal as well, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to educate people and let them know about this career. And, you know, we need need this. We need this now. It's it's a great time for it and, and, you know, yeah. So, so that's so, what mastermind is opinion. all about. It's, I'm just just wanted to really say real quick. That's what mastermind is all about. It's it's a course that you're teaching. It's it's coaching, um, mm-hmm. but it's also mm-hmm. but it's also a book that you have. Correct, correct. There's a book that goes mm-hmm. along with it. Every everything that's in the course is in the book, but you really should take the course so that you can understand the book better. You know, it's like the book, right. you're just reading it. With the course, you have me to actually teach you. So, you right. know, that's the, that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in your opinion, what makes a great hairstylist or, you know, what makes a great hairstylist for film and television? Uh, I believe a great hairstylist for film and television is somebody who listens. You know, somebody who listens very, very well and uh, has vision, knows how to execute, but also knows how to take corrective criticism, has patience, 
uh, is diligent and can see, foresee, and knows what needs to be done and is uh, self-motivated in making sure that that happens. You know, like, for instance, when we're doing hairstyles and we have pins, you know, you have an assistant. Assistant hands you pins. You know, whatever you need, assistant knows you need it before you have to grab for it. They're right there to help you with mm-hmm. that. You know, that that's a great assistant. You know, and, and somebody that, if suppose you're not right there, another great per- hair person would be someone that gets all the instructions beforehand, <laughs> gets all the instructions, and then goes and executes it. They listen very well. They're going to do exactly what you ask them to do, you know. Um, right. A person that is good, good organization skills, you know, be organized, you know, um, Sometimes you might need somebody who can read really well. <laughs> I mean, that is good. You should be able to read really well, but some people don't know. They don't say they don't know how to read, but they don't really like to read, you know. But reading and when it comes to breaking down scripts and organizing, it's kind of like your brain is all over the place with that because, of, you know, when you read all of our schedules, they are all over the place. They're not really, mm-hmm. like, you, have to put, you have to put things together. You know how it is, like, with you guys doing the makeup and stuff, you have day three, day four, you know, and, and sometimes when it changes, you know, you have to have that continuity right. So you're taking a lot of notes and stuff, right, and kind of juggling things around. It's like a little puzzle board, you know, and so then the hair is like that too, you know. But if you're not a person that is, is, is a good organizer and keeps up with things, it's going to be more challenging for you, you know, so you got to have a plan. <laughs> Absolutely, we map things out a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you yeah. briefly touched, you briefly touched on it just a little bit a few minutes ago, but you know, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty is when this diversity and um, this diversity situation and inclusion situation kind of became in full gear. Like there was talk mm-hmm. of mentions before, but not like twenty twenty and beyond. Where do you, because everybody was having conversations, everybody was talking about it, everybody was making suggestions mm-hmm. and saying what needs to be mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. Um, people started mm-hmm. started to hire more black talent, um, whether it be mm-hmm. in hair and makeup, whether it be actors, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you think we are, in, especially in our industry, where do you think we mm-hmm. are right now with that? Do you think there there has been a lot of changes made? Do you think... We still need to make more, or do you think really they haven't even really touched on it? You know, where do you think we are right now with that? Well, I mean, hmm, kind of in a way, I would say they really haven't touched on it just yet, you know, because it's like people are getting in because there's no choice. People have to bring people in. You know, if you're actors and you got your own show and you want your hair to be taken care of properly, you're going to bring somebody in. You know, if there's nobody available there for you, then you're going to bring somebody in. So you might bring somebody in that's not as skilled. Uh, Well, they know how to do hair, but they don't really understand the whole script breakdown and all of that. It's like they're going to have to learn that part, you know. So um, I feel like, as far as the unions, they need to put more effort into creating a program to allow people to be to to do that. You know what I mean? It's like they and, and I know part of it is they need the people to execute it. 
you know, and a lot of people don't have time. You have to be able to want to, you have to be an educator or want to educate in order to make that time because it does take time to pour into other people because that's what it is, you know, pouring into other people and, and being there, you know, like for instance, the young workers, I, I, I don't, I don't go to any of their meetings, but I could imagine that maybe they have something that they're trying to work on, but they can't do it themselves. They need the support of the other team members, you know, to, to bring it together and, and to, you know, um, just make sure that it's right, you know, because mm-hmm. the people who have been in the longest, they're the ones who are getting all the big jobs, but it's like they're continuing to hire each other. So the younger people who are getting in or the newer people who are getting in, they still don't have those opportunities yet because nobody's giving them opportunities even though they might want to bring them in, they're still not trained enough. You know what I mean? Like if there was somebody to train right. them, yeah, I'm sure they, they would want to bring them in, but they don't have the time. And, and, you know, so they need to work on putting that, putting that package together. You know what I mean? Like I know they want to because I've been talking to them and they want to do this, but again, it goes back to timing. You know, um, nobody has the time. You know, or, or they don't make the time, or that's not their lane. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not their lane. So, a person like me who likes to teach, that's my lane. So this is why I've taken mm-hmm. time to create this. You know, not sitting at the others like you guys. You guys teach, you do classes. You know, but as far as a mm-hmm. whole full-on course that needs to be ongoing, because we're not going to stop making movies. We're not going to stop making TV. It's going to continue to go on. You right. Know? But it's like if nobody teaches what needs to be taught, then it just kind of dies off with everything else, and you're just flying by the seat of your pants, just figuring it out as you go, like a lot of us do, you know? Yeah. It's like so the, the longer you're in it, the more that you learn, you know? But it would it, be so much better if somebody used to teach you, like the young lady said with the flip-flops. She's like, well, nobody told me. If somebody not, now you want to mm-hmm. make me feel stupid because you didn't tell me I couldn't wear flip-flops. You know, where I've seen flip-flops before, but you're going to tell me I can't wear them, so now I'm taking it personal because you didn't tell me that before, you know. And so she was offended as well, you know, but she was off. Hmm. She was right. <laughs> you know, nobody told me. I don't know. You know, it's like you don't know. When I think about, you know, the men back in the day that used to wear the suits, you know, I remember seeing people dressing nice coming to work. Nowadays, mm-hmm. everybody I see, jeans and tennis shoes. You know, or maybe a few people might not wear jeans and tennis shoes. Some of the old school people, they're going to still dress nice and look good. But the level, the the, the quality of, of, you know, the majority of the people, like, we, we want to look nice, you know, but some of the people, they just put on anything, and, and it's like, really, wow, you know. Like, even myself, when I worked in the salon, I dressed up every day. I wore a nice suit. I was a business owner, so I dressed nice. I mean, that's how I carried myself. But once I got into the industry, my my dress code changed <laughs> tremendously because now I'm like, okay, I'm dressed all up and they're dressed all down, you know? So yeah, it's like when you're in Rome. Do as the Romans do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I wonder if it's a situation because we work such long hours, people want to be comfortable. Um You know, if it's, if it's that kind of situation, like I don't, you know, when I uh, started in this industry, 
over, well, I think it's about 24 years now, um, mm-hmm. people were dressing, you know, sneakers, jeans, mm-hmm. sweats, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. know at what point, I don't know at what point where it changed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know at what point when it changed. I'm, I'm going to have to ask, I'm going to have to ask um, some other uh, makeup artists and hairstylists that I know that have been in the business for, you know, 35 or more years. Yeah. If they know, yeah. you know, what, how was it when they were starting in? Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. I have See, no like idea. a person that asked would be someone, our beloved, rest in peace, loved him so much, Charles Gregory. I would never mm-hmm. forget seeing him sitting outside with his big full-length fur coat on in the trailer. <laughs> just just fly with that long trench fur coat on. I'm just like, wow, that is fabulous, <laughs> you know. And yeah. he always dressed nice. I don't I don't remember if I ever saw him in tennis shoes, you know, but it was just yeah, no. always, never, you know. So yeah. he was just always classy. And that's, that's, that's what I, that's, that's, that's the way that, I feel like we're supposed to be. That's how it used to be, but it's not like that as much anymore. You look at that mm-hmm. like, oh, that's old school. But no, that's class. I mean, you're working yeah. around people. You're making millions and billions of dollars, so why wouldn't you look like that? You know, there's a way. You can find some nice dress shoes that can be relaxed and comfortable. You have to pay a little bit more money, but you're making money, so why not? You know, it's like right. that comes with the territory, <laughs> you know, but – right. Again, people, it's changed. Like you said, you want to be more relaxed. There's a lot of things you can wear to relax. You got, uh, what, are they, what are those, uh, I want to call those linen suits. Those are relaxed <laughs> with some nice loafers. It's relaxed and it's classy and stylish, you know, but everybody doesn't dress like that, you know, but you can find other ways of, of still being relaxed and classy and stylish. Like me, I wear tennis shoes, but I wear nice tennis shoes, you know, and I try to wear nice outfits with it, sometimes dresses, nice pants. You know, I want to be comfortable, like you said. But I also, you know, I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb and be the best-dressed person, but then sometimes it's like, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? You should Mm -hmm. stand out instead of blending in, instead of blending in, you know, to a certain extent, you know. It's like you're always going to have somebody to have something to say. But then I feel like the people will appreciate it, too. Make everybody step, step right. the game out. You know, like on Fridays, it would be like dress-up day, one day a week. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do that. <laughs> it makes everybody feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Friday. It's Friday. You're about to be, got the weekend off. <laughs> you know, dress up, go out, whatever you know, make you feel good instead of just being all blah, coming to work all day. I mean, you know, we're working with, with stars. So they looking at us. That's you so know? true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Mhm. So what what do you have in your kit that's something that you can't work without? Like you have to have it. Mm, something that I have to have. Well, I have, like, miniature sizes of combs and brushes that I like to keep in my kit when I take the set, like miniature sizes of combs, brushes, hairsprays, little containers of, like, pomades and things like that. I feel like if I have that, then I'm good, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. 
even if I don't have like my big stuff, I, just enough, you know, like I can always borrow some when I, when I get there. Sometimes they have things for me to use, but if it's like a last minute thing, you know, um, maybe a little mirror, because you never know what kind of actress you're working with. They might want to see a mirror, you know, mirror, uh, like I said, nice calm brush, um, portable hairspray, some pomade, maybe some mint, you know, um, things that I think that they're going to want to want from me. Hand sanitizer, for sure. That's always a must. Right. I'm always going to keep hand, for sure, you know, um, right. maybe some alcohol. Um, and then, like, a little kit of, like, bobby pins and rubber bands and stuff. Always keep mm-hmm. that. And probably either one flat iron, if I don't have nothing else, a flat iron and a curler. Or a flat iron that I use for a curler. It just depends on what I'm doing. If it's period, I'm gonna have a small iron. If it's if it's contemporary, right. I, I may just have a flat iron, or maybe have a flat iron and a big curler. You know, based on the look. Gotcha. But gotcha. that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. So let me ask yeah. you about this because I am so in love <laughs> with this show. It is the best thing on TV right now. But let's talk mm-hmm. about Bel Air. Bel Air was amazing. Bel Air was amazing. Uh, they actually just wrapped uh, last week. Um, I actually had a good time working on that show. We did a lot of wig stunt stuff in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to have more of a natural look with some of the characters, so towards the end we started going more natural. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was great. You know, the cast was amazing. Um, the crew was great. It was it was a really really good experience, and I love the the way that Morgan switched it from a comedy to a drama. You know, Jabari yeah, is just a sweetheart, such a sweetheart. You know, um, it was a lot of work. It was it was a lot of work. You I know, love I will say that it's like turning on the TV and watching it, or your mm-hmm. computer or whatever, however you're streaming it, and mm-hmm. watching that show. I mean, it was so good to see these beautiful black people. Yes. On this yes. show, beautiful like, black and, people. And they, yes. they did not try to make them what the what the sitcom characters were. Right. They were, I mean, right. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it, this show is mm-hmm. so amazing. The writing is mm-hmm. very well done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, That's the acting awesome. is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jabari is well as far as I'm concerned. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. I don't think they could have cast anybody any better. Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. that plays Uncle Phil, like all of oh the my characters God. Adrian. are so, like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like when you, when, you, when you see them on this show, you don't even think about mm-hmm. the sitcom characters. You're just, Mm-mm. I mean, they, you know, you get so sucked into this show so quickly, so yes. easily. And yes, uh, they're yes. they're all so great, and they all look great. They all look great. Mm-hmm. Like, what, how mm-hmm. how is it grooming grooming men on 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 um, this show? Because you have mm. let's see, you have Uncle yeah, Phil. You have. I mean, they they have these full these beautiful beards. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! No, our barbers. You have our barbers. Oh, my Amazing. God, the character playing Jazz, his hair. Oh, my God, Jazz. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, yes. That's, um, I'm trying to think what is his real name. I forget his real name. But, yes, yes, his hair. 
his hair is actually done by um, Mike, who actually does Jabari's hair. He's he's from Kansas City, Kansas City Barber. Yeah, he goes by Hollywood Cuts, and uh, he actually did the pilot with Morgan. He did the pilot with Morgan. So when we talk about, uh, uh, like, Star Request, basically he Mm -hmm. ended up being a Star Request. So we had to get him in on board from Kansas City. He had never worked on a union show, but because he had worked on this show with Morgan, he did the pilot with him. He wanted him here, and he wanted him to create the looks for Jazz and for um, Jabari, and those were his, his the guys that he uh, mainly worked on. He did some work with um, Adrian as well, but Adrian was being done by uh, uh, Tiari, Tiari, so... Gotcha. You know those 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 guys that their hair and those beards are flawless. You know, um, there's some special things that they do to get the look. You know, polished. You know, we have our our tools of the trade. You know, of course with the cutting and the blades and you know um, they have to be seriously skilled with that. Adrian gets that blade on that face, and also um, the guy who plays Jeffrey, Jimmy, love Jimmy, oh, love mm-hmm. all of them so much. Oh, my God. They just, they polish them, you know, like I said, with the blade, with the clippers, the scissors, you know, they use the semi, semi-permanent semi color, you know, the fill-in and the fading and all that. The guys are, are they're experts. Mm-hmm. They're experts, and they have them flawless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, it takes them about as long to get those beards and stuff right, about as almost as long as it takes us to get the hair right. Right. Almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. It's such a good show on on so many levels. So mm-hmm. many levels. It is a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I think... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about that and what it's yeah. going to do. And and then Morgan, he has a few other things that he's going to be doing too. This is his first his first uh, one for a network, so I know he's going to be doing so much more. I'm excited about it for him too. You know, young black guy, which is great. And so many opportunities are opening up, have opened up. You know, I'm just excited to see the work that's going to be coming for the future. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So our very last question, let me ask you, what is your definition of beauty? Or like what does beauty mean to you? Hmm. Well, I feel like beauty is you have to bring that from the inside out. You know, it, it's the inside out, you know, um the beauty of a person from their skin to their smile, you know, their personality how they carry themselves, you know, I feel like all that makes a person just beautiful, you know. Um, yeah, of course, you know, what we do on set is we do their hair to make them beautiful, then you do their makeup to make them beautiful, then costume puts them in a beautiful outfit that has the right color that brings their skin out, you know, then on TV, you know, the DP might light them a certain way where they're just glowing and you're just like, oh, my God, it's like an angel, <laughs> you know. Because lighting is everything, you know. When the lighting is is not is is different, it makes it look different. So, you know, we create beauty, you know. But uh, a lot of people have natural beauty, and like I said, it's from the inside out. You know, um, person can be just pretty to the eye, you know. But a person can not be so pretty to the eye, but just pretty because of 
their personality and, and you know, the, the spirit that they have. You know, mm-hmm. everything just um, when, you, when you're next to that person or when you feel them talking on the phone, you just feel that beauty just coming through. You know, that's, that's what I think. Beauty is the essence Absolutely. of beauty. Is just, yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Tanya, tell everybody um, how they can follow you on social media and also throughout your website and um, also mention your, your um, mastermind class and book again. Okay. Well, uh, you can follow me. I actually am on Facebook, Tanya Criers is my name, and then I'm on Instagram, and uh, sometimes I'll put a tweet out every now and then, but those handles are <laughs> Miss Tanya on set, which is M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-O-N-S-E-T, Miss Tanya on set, and that is actually the same name of my website, com, and on the website, I currently have uh, the Mastermind book available. The, the book is uh, Mastermind Beauty Pro uh, Film and Trained in Hairstylist. It's, it's a guide that goes along with the course. And so the course originally was a four-week course, but I'm extending it out because I realized those classes were too long. And so the courses are going to now be an hour, so you might be able to get like three subjects in each one. And the way I'm building it right now is you're going to be able to have access access to it forever once you sign up in the class. I'll do weekly webinars so we'll be able to go over things together and you'll be able to reach me, you know, um, through emails and stuff or questions and stuff to go over homework and stuff like that. But um, it's it's, uh, Mastermind Beauty Film and TV Hairstylist Training. So training people about what to do and how to get in, you know, how to find jobs and, and how to navigate through World Film and TV. Once you're in, or if you're not in, if you want to get in, just teach you about it. And, you know, I'm also going to be mentoring. I am available for mentoring. If a person wants to own a salon, you know, they want to do some platform work, I'll tell you how I got in, how I got started, the things that I did, you know, to make me uh, available to people, you know, for them to see me as far as my brand and stuff like that. You know, those are the things that I'm teaching people uh, how to do my way my method that helped me. So I just want everybody that's interested in this, being in this business to reach elite status, you know, and, and become financially stable, <laughs> you know, and, and to have fun doing something that you love. If your hairstyles, you love making people look beautiful, well, hey, you can make some money from it, and that's what I'm here to teach you. So, yeah, and right. I'll be at the IDS in New York. Next month, on the 13th and the 15th, teaching a brief introduction on the same thing. So when you go to the website, you you can actually download uh, the book in a digital copy format. You can download the Mastermind book, and you can also download the uh, – I have a photo book that comes along with it. It's, it's a companion book. So that set is actually $50, and then it's also available in paperback on Amazon. So you can just put in my name. Or you can put in Mastermind Film Hairstylist, and it'll come up. And that hard copy uh, paperback is actually $50. And then the digital, um, the photo book is available on Amazon Kindle. So it's out there, and it's available. Mm-hmm. And the Mastermind class is actually uh, going for 497 and it's not up completely yet. Well, actually, it is up on my website, but I'm reformatting it because, again, those classes were three hours long, and these are going to be one. So um, 
Yeah, but it's available. It's available right now. So you can go on and go to the website and register for the IBS class, and then soon I'll be at, you'll be able to register for the webinar. Not, I don't have my date set just for that just yet, but it's probably going to be within the next couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. It was mm-hmm. so good to to bring you on and hear about your journey. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was great. I love you guys. Thank you. We love you too. I don't know when we're going to see you again. <laughs> I um, know, I know, I know. I, I know, but I miss Atlanta so much. I miss it so much, so much. And it's been <laughs> a long time since I've been in L.A., so I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, 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 our here paths will definitely cross again for sure. Are you guys not going yeah. to the, um, the the show in New York? IBS? Because I believe that's skincare. Yes. IBS in New York because mm-hmm. I think it's a there's a skin care or is it makeup there's, there's two shows going on that that weekend one is for makeup skin care or something like that too oh okay no we'll probably um we'll be I think we'll be still working on the show or just finishing up I can't remember I gotta check the dates mm-hmm. again what, when was it what's the dates on it again the 13th through the 15th 13th through the 15th Mm-hmm. Let me check. March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, of March. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll see we'll you guys to... again eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually, one way or the other. If we come mm-hmm. to L.A., we'll let you know for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good, ladies. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being a guest. All right. You are very welcome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for Tanya Cryer. That's C-R-Y-E-R for those of you who are looking for her um, on social media. Um, Thank you for Tanya joining us. here on the show tonight, great conversation. I know we went a little over, so we won't hold you guys for long. But, again, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Beauty Talk Online. We are on Twitter, Beauty underscore Talk. And we are on Instagram at Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. You can follow me on all social media outlets. Um, at Janice Tunnell, that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and you can follow my sister Denise at Denise Tunnell um, on all social media platforms. So thank you guys again for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it, and stay tuned for our guest for next week. Um, we have uh, we'll Dathena Smith from COVID. Yep, we have Dathena Smith from COVID in Maine as our guest next week. But again, like my sister said, we're going to jump over on uh, Twitter Spaces for the next 30 minutes and see what's going on with our girls and all of our listeners. So we'll meet you guys over there in a few minutes. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.